Let's wind the clocks back. Two balls and two strikes on it. Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. As Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning. And the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Twenty-nine years later, the Blue Jays are down to their final out. Mariners one out away from an unbelievable win here in Toronto. They need one more out. Lead 10-9. Tying run at first. Swing and a fly ball center field. Coming in, Julio. He makes the catch, and the ball game is over. The Mariners win the wild card series. They're going to Houston. Perfect. Yeah, no buzz? No buzz. All right. I got kind of a buzz myself. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) So Freddie had a swimming lesson at 930. Had his big plan, a nice English breakfast. Drink some good English beer to watch the Packers in London. But he had a swimming lesson at 930, so I couldn't do that. So the second I got home, I cracked over to beer. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning. Bryn was great. She put him to bed and everything like that. And then, of course, the Packers, they blow a 14-point lead. Ah, but it's no big deal because I'm used to it now. Um, <laughs> so I had another beer, like, as I was watching it. It was, like, two this morning. And I was like, all right, that's it for me. No more beer until uh, until later. And then we didn't have, like, any food in the house because we were getting everything set for, like, uh, Thanksgiving. So Brent's like, why don't you just go out to, over to Taco Time, the Thunder Bay version of Taco Bell. And get some food. So I get in the car. I drive half a block and I go, nope. I come back home and I'm like, I should not be behind the wheel of a car right now. And I was like, I only had two beers. Yeah. But it was just, it wasn't enough food. Yeah. At least you, uh, you recognized it. Uh-huh. I don't play fast and loose with drinking and driving. I take that very seriously. Well, I mean, remember back in the day, I was the King DD uh-huh. because... My mom was always like, in moderation, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, well, you idiots could at least have a ride home. So Well, it was more the fact that just it'll ruin your life getting a DUI. I know a guy who got a DUI. No, he is sober now. But he got a DUI yeah. and all the hassle he had to go through. Like, it's not just that you're putting your you know life at wild? risk and someone else's life at risk, but it haunts you. It haunts you for years after. There's- there is a weird, uh, not, not stigma, but it's almost just like something that's just par for the course in America is drinking and driving. Like, uh, I've told you about the comics that I follow that one podcast, YFI, you fucked it? Those two yeah, those, guys. you know, though, the, the comics you listen to aren't exactly a bunch of mentions. <laughs> you know, Jim Burr's got a DUI, well, he talks about it all the time. Uh, when he was a young, when he was like 18, he got a DUI and he talked about going to the okay. court and they read everything he said to the cop and everyone was laughing at him. <laughs> Although the one guy, the one guy, uh, Ryan Shaner has two. And in one of the DUIs, he drove through an empty house. And, um, do you remember, I've, I think I've shown you that hastily made, it's called the hastily made Cleveland tourism video. Yes. Fast, fun times in Cleveland. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, like the one, there's a line in that where the guy's like, this guy is at least three DUIs. <laughs> and uh, I told you the Dan's friend, John or Dan's dad's friend, John in Cleveland, he's got a couple of DUIs. So he took that line in the song very, <laughs> he took it very personally. <laughs> You're not happy. Hey, you know, it's, so yeah, it's, it just seems to be something par for the course in the states. They just do it. Yeah. What kind of cigar are you smoking? I think it looks huge compared uh, to my the, measly. Uh, Olivia Siri G. You got Olivo? Nicaraguan. Well, hold up the band. It says Olivia Siri Olivia G. Because Olivo? uh, Olivos are Oliva. excellent cigars. It's Oliva with an Oliva. A. Oliva. Oh, that's it's Take off. See if there's anything underneath that that wrapper. Sometimes there is. Ah, now you're oh, yeah. talking. Now hold that one up. That's the Oliva. real band. Oliva. Brian, you are smoking a Cadillac cigar right there. It's a good one. And those they, uh... are great, and they're not cheap either. How much did that cost you? Uh, I think this is probably around the twenty spot. Okay, so you found a pretty good one. Uh, I heard another because yeah, uh... we we. We took time and we took time in between and recording episodes. Like so, I burned through all of the the ones the parents got me for my baseball team because I never got to use my joke. Tastes like victory, but uh, <laughs> right now it tastes like defeat. All right, so I guess we're getting to recording right now. Oh yeah, we're, I've been recording all the whole right. time. Well, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, usually we uh, we're doing something a little bit different today. In case you're listening to well, this, we've done, wait, we've done off topics before. We've done off topics. We've done before. off topics before. But uh, in case you're not a sports guy, our beloved Toronto Blue Jays are. But we're about 24 hours removed from the basically the single greatest loss in franchise history, um, and it stings. And we're just going to kind of talk about it tonight, and rationalize it, and just try to put it in perspective. So basically what happened was um, they were in a two out of three. I'll give you the rundown now. They're in a two out of three wild card matchup against Seattle. Seattle wins the opener for nothing. And I was a little nervous there because Seattle came out of the gates and looked very good against Manoa. And they hit good pitches that Manoa threw them. And they definitely did their homework in terms of our pitchers. Meanwhile, we were trying to solve everything with a five-run home run which, as you know, does not exist. Um, And we were kind of swinging out of our shoes. The veterans were okay. Like, George swings out of his shoes, but that's what George does. And he got, like, two hits in that game. Chappie swings out of his shoes, but that's what Chappie does, and he got a hit. But Oh and (laughs) Flatty, the youngsters, they're having a little bit of trouble. So we go to game two, playing for our lives. Well, hold on. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta remember. Manoa really only made like two or three crucial mistakes. He beaten one guy twice, which led to he scored both times, yeah, and he left one. Uh, he left a couple, like a pitch up and it, uh, a hanger. Yeah, the home the run guy to Raleigh it. was over the plate. Yeah. crush it. Um, but they did. So, come but in. other than that, I'm, other than that, he can't. He he was cruising. I know. I think he pitched well. I think that the Mariners though hit some really good pitches. Yeah. And I just felt like they had a plan against everybody. So we are up in game two. Gosman gives us a great start. We're up eight to one in the sixth. And then it's it's it just happened so fast. They bring in Timmy Mesa with the bases loaded and two out. Throws a wild pitch, run scores. All right. Eight to two, not a big deal. Then Carlos Santana 
hits a three-run homer, and it's 8-5. Still three-run lead. We get one back, 9-5. Okay, now I'm feeling comfortable again. And old Schneider calls in his best arm out of the bullpen. Actually, he had Jimmy, Gar- Jimmy Garcia work the good inning. And then he calls in his best arm out of the bullpen, Anthony Bass, who has been great all year. He had like a 130 ERA in the regular season, and he couldn't get anybody out. I don't know what it was. I think the Mariners just did their homework and figured he used to play for the Mariners. Maybe that had something to do with it. But he, they did their homework, and they knew how to hit him. Suddenly, bases are loaded, and there's nobody out. So we call in Romano, our all-star closer, and he strikes out the first two guys. We're looking great. Okay. He's going to bail us out. Next guy up hits a little pop fly just over the in, just deep enough that it's over the infielders' heads, but shallow enough that it's too shallow for the outfielders. Bo Bichette's going out. George Springer comes in, and there's a car crash on the field. The ball squirts away, and because there's two out, all three runners score, and the game's tied. And they was a long break. They had to cart George. George got his bell rung. I think he had a concussion. They had to cart him off the field in a stretcher. You never see that in baseball. And yeah. someone texted me, George Springer died. That's how bad it was when, they, when it happened. They legitimately Who texted I, you that? My, my co-host on the morning show. Yeah. He's not a huge baseball fan, but I think he actually thought George died. Like, it was that bad. Um, I was actually more concerned about Bo after it happened, believe it or not. I thought Bo well, was the one that took the brunt of it. Well, the way Bo was running and the way he fell, like he almost looked like he could have separated his shoulder yeah. or broken his arm, especially because you and I are big fans of that uh, 92, 93 World Series videos. And uh, in the World Series, or sorry, in the back-to-back video, we had a rookie shortstop, Dick Schofield, who broke he was his arm. Rookie. It was like his 10th season. I thought they said it was your, he was a rookie. He was brand new to the Jays. Rookie Domingo Cedeno wasn't quite ready for the big leagues. (laughs) That's what it was. Yeah. Well, regardless, Dick Schofield broke his arm because a guy slid into him at second base. And so the the way Bo flung over like that and he immediately was like holding his arm, I thought he had like broken his arm or separated his shoulder or something the way he collided with George. So it was bad. Next inning. Now, this is the one. Area. Never seen the Rogers Center that quiet, it too. Was, it was scary. So, he he actually he walked the next guy, Romano, but he struck the next guy out. They get out of the inning. We still got hope. But, again, just taking bad swings and just trying to hit a home run. And all the wind was out of our sails, even though it was tied. <laughs> Romano came back in. He got the first guy out, but then he gave up a d- double to that Cal Raleigh, who hit like two, 210, but 23 home runs. Yeah. And he was on point that series. And then Adam Frazier, who hit, I think it was, I think he also hit like 211 or something like that. Terrible year. But he was on everything. I thought he was like was below getting, the Mendoza. Something young. like that. Wow. I thought Awful. he was like 194. Was 175 or something like that. Awful year. He's a former Pittsburgh Pirate. Um, but he was on, he got a hit against Romano his first time up. Uh, he gets a hit, double scores the run. I was I was actually calling a hockey game at the time. So I wasn't even like at the comforts of my home able to watch this. I threw my hat across the booth. The hockey game is like going. <laughs> I'm like, I just threw it down. I couldn't take it. And then we lost. And it was just, you talk about an emotionally exhausting game. I was spent at the end of it. And it was one of those games where you think to yourself, why, why did I become a sports fan? Why do I put myself well, this through is- this? 
this is what I was so I was watching the game with our buddy Brandon and our friend Pat randomly of all people. He yeah. came over to Brandon's. That's it's weird. a weird hangout. They really uh, liked each other. I know. Same. Uh, well, he invited a couple other people, but they were busy with their pot harvest. You probably know which two I mean when I say pot harvest. Good lord. They're big Jays fans too. Priorities people. Well, I'm sure they were they were watching and just they couldn't come out damn to Oakville. Hot in the morning. <laughs> anyway, um, I said to them after this happened, I said, you know, it's days like this. I wish I could have been like an intellectual. You know, like you don't have this kind of heartbreak at a fucking art gallery or I, a. I use the same example. Sort of weird exhibit. Exact same thing. I said that I'm like they get mad at galleries when the painting looks a little off. Do wine stop, snobs pop the cork, sniff, and they go, oh, no, oh, no. I guess if you spend like $400 oh, sure. on a bottle of wine, and then you open it up, yeah. it's no good. I can understand crying over that. But, but yeah. I guess, you know, if Frazier taught us anything, even the intellects who don't follow sports have their problems. That's true. Yeah, I get obsessive over my things. Yeah, but that's because Frazier and Niles are incredibly neurotic. Their big priorities are like <laughs> trying to get laid and uh, score tickets to the opera and, you know, bang people at their family bang cabin. Yeah. There's an episode where they go to a loaded cabin. That's a good episode, too. But <clears throat> and believe it or not, it was Alex who kind of put me in a better spot. He said to me, if you're going to be a winning team and make be a perennial playoff team like we're hoping to be, they're going to take it on the chin every now and then. And it's a different feeling yeah. than when you just lose every year and you're yeah. not in the race every year. You know, then you don't risk having your heart broken like this. And uh, he's right. You know, look at the Yankees, 27 championships. But they've also got, you know, blowing that 3 nothing lead to um, the 3 nothing lead to Boston in 04. Giving up that little bloop single to Luis Gonzalez in the bottom of the ninth in 01. And that was when they were playing for the country. You know, that was the, yeah. ah, they're going to win that World Series yeah, to fight terrorism. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, you look back in uh, 1960, giving up that home run to Bill Mazeroski. The one everyone forgets about oh. is the 26 World Series, where the World Series ended in Game 7 because Babe Ruth, with two outs, in a one-run game, decided to steal second. <laughs> they throw it out, and that was the end of the World Series. It was nothing but a fat man with little girl legs. <laughs> um well, I mean, not even just the World Series, but I mean, look at the, was it the 07 ALCS against Cleveland yeah. with those weird bugs? Uh, yeah. Jova Chamberlain couldn't get anybody out and Fosto Carmona was lights out. Um, the other thing that got me too was, at least this happened in like the wild card round yeah, and not the get World Series. And this happened in the World Series. <coughs> Good Lord, that would be a long <coughs> And you know, oh and you God. make well, the, it too, you, you know, but... You gotta, you gotta remember. I mean, it's, it's already gonna be a long fall, and like you know, people are gonna wonder: is God, uh, Schneider's decision to pull Gosman with one out left in that inning when he was still? Was yeah, I know he got a couple was people on. I know I said one inning, one out left. Yeah, I think um, Schneider. The only thing I, I that Schneider did in that game that I wouldn't have done was actually send Romano out for the ninth. And yeah. I know that he's gotten well, six outs before. And I know also had he sent someone else out and they gave up the run, people would be like, well, why don't you leave Romano in? Right? Well, what I was damned thinking... Damned if you do, damned if you don't. You almost wonder, like, should he have put in Garcia first? 
Should he have put in Simber first to maybe get an extra inning or two? Because Simber's a bit more of a longer man. Uh, save Romano for the ninth, uh, for the crucial point. You know, is it? Uh, and the, 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 here's here's why you didn't put in those guys. Because I had someone else say to me, oh, yeah, you should have put Romano in there. You are up by sit, seven. Who said that? My buddy yeah. Zane. He thought you should have put Romano in, in the uh, to, to bring, come in for Gosman. He thought Gosman should have closed it out, but he should have thought Romano yeah. should have come in. Because, you know, Buck's always like, sometimes they'll say you can come in the seventh inning. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, Buck's I, an idiot because that, that by definition is not a save because they're up by seven. It it's is a, a save. If you work three innings, though, it's a save. You say uh, Kikuchi got a save this year in a blowout because he just worked three innings of relief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brandon kept saying, "Put in Kikuchi. He's good in the pad." <laughs> but here's here's what here's what it is. The I still think had he taken um, Gossman out, and Gossman, oh, say so kept Gossman in. Gossman gives up a grand slam. We're right, right back where we started from. Then we're saying, "Why'd you take him out?" Well, it's a damned if you I do, mean, damned if you don't situation. But the difference with that is, you know, Gosman for the most part was cruising. It was kind of his inning to finish. Uh, I don't. I think people would have been less second guessing of that than just like, you know, why would you bring him in for one out when he was already like doing okay? The sinker was working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I I think I think it was the right move. And the reason you go with Mesa, not one of your elite guys, and actually Mesa had a good year. The reason you go with him is because you're well, up I, by I called seven. it because you're up by yeah, seven. Yeah, even if he gives up a grand slam, you're still up by three. I called it even before they they yeah, showed yeah. anyone warming in the bullpen. I said, uh, like Pat was like, "Who are they going to go with?" I said, "Probably Mesa." Yeah, and lo and behold, it was Mesa. And actually, it's so I feel bad for that guy because he oh, is tied to two things. He's tied to the Aaron Judge tying home run, and he's tied to this. So. <laughs> When Timmy Mesa left that game, we still had a three-run lead. That's true. We actually yeah. got one back, so we had a four-run lead when we really blew it. So it, it wasn't Mesa's fault. You know what? It was, I think the fault lies. I think you got to give some level of credit to Seattle for being prepared for everything we threw at them. Because Anthony, well, also... Anthony Bass was lights out all year. He was terrific since we got him from the Marlins. He was great with the Marlins. The Marlins stink. You got to remember, you're talking about giving Seattle, you're giving them the ultimate Southern Andy. Uh, you know, we did our, we we wrapped our old pitcher, Ravi Ray, around pretty good. Well, we did. He left in what, the fifth or the fourth? Didn't even finish the fourth. Yeah, it was the fourth. Yeah. So. Our hitters did their job. It, it was, was just it was sweet revenge too. Oh, it felt yeah. Great. And then everything felt great. I had a whole plan today. I was like, this is great. Packers in the morning, Jays in the afternoon, Sunday's gonna be awesome. Then I gotta have a big Thanksgiving dinner and smoke a stick with Brian. Ah, oh, it's gonna be a great day. <laughs> and then nothing. nothing. But well, at the end of the day, I mean, the the day, yeah. No, I was just gonna say. I know you wanted to talk, the, dissect this game or this whole Blue Jays thing. You know, it's the the wild world of being a sports fan. And mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, you go back, like you watch. Anyone who's not a sports fan should still watch some of the thirty for thirties, like the Four Falls of Buffalo or Believe Land, 
Like Cleveland sports, before LeBron brought them their first championship, what, seven years ago, eight years ago? God, it was that long. Yeah, I was still in Perry Sound. Uh, 2014, I think it was? Yeah, I think you're right. Because, yeah, their first uh, one was, no, was it 2015? Yeah. Yeah, or maybe it was 2016. I can't remember. Well, the Raps were 2019, but. Uh, no, it might have been 20. Yeah, we beat the, No, because they lost two in a row. So, yeah, we beat them in 2019, Golden State. Then Golden State won 2018, 2017. It would have been 2016. That's right. Because LeBron and all those guys were there at the uh, the World Series. Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, Cleveland's going to be the city of champions this year. And then <laughs> we know what happened and, after I mean, that. Like the last time. Well, sorry. If you watch that documentary, Believe Land. So I Cleveland blew. I know, I'm just talking for the general public here listening. Yes. All five people all that five might listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you watch like the Indians blew the 97 World Series in spectacular fashion, especially like that old that story about the one. I forget which player it was who was down in the clubhouse for a minute to like grab something. Yeah, I think it was and the pla- Yeah. And the plastic was up the champagne. Yeah. That's like the ultimate hex. And so then just like slowly shit just started to hit the fan. And the, they pulled everything down and had to like scurry it out before the players came in. Uh, but they, I mean, ninety-five. Like Bob Costas yeah, has a story about being in the Red Sox dugout in '86. And you got to remember they were up two, two runs. The Red Sox in that extra inning before the ball went through Buckner's legs. They were up two with two out, nobody on. And they couldn't get anybody out. And everyone blames Buckner. The the, the, the the slow run to defeat started well before Buckner. Yeah. Um, but so the 97 was just the ultimate shit show. 95, I mean, they lost, but, you know, that was Atlanta's year. They they had put in more than enough time. Cleveland uh, 90, was the young. 95, the idea with 95, while it was easier to take, was that they're going to be back. Exactly. The first year. They're going to be back. Um, but then, you know, you look at the Browns, who yeah. faltered so many times the drive and all these other things. And, uh, um, I mean, Elway, you know, he didn't, even though he did that impressive drive, he didn't win until 97 and 90 or 98, 99, back to back. He waited a long time, but he got two. Um, and just. You know, the crushing things that certain sports fans feel. And, you know, there's you and I love our World Series documentaries. And uh, Mm. one of the ones I love, I mean, it's partially just because it's the Phillies, but the the, the 08 Phillies, who hadn't won in 28 years uh, since the 1980 World Series. You know, they had a lot of pressure because of the Mitch Williams, Joe Carter home run and all these things. And years and years of kind of building and getting all these great people. But Terrence Howard, who does that whole speech at the end where they're like, thank you Phillies for this. And like, there's, um, they're reading the newspaper headlines and they're like, this is for all the people who were buried in their like Eagle sweatshirts and Phillies hats. who like yeah. maybe didn't see it. And then you look at the fucking Cubs, 104 years, 14 years, something like that. And they were, uh, Someone described the difference between Cubs pain and Red Sox pain. This is before they both won. 
And right. the idea that Red Sox pain was worse because you always get there, but you lose in the most dramatic fashion, where the Cubs just stink all the time. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like the White Sox, right? The before they won yeah. in 05, they just never really hung around that. Like they got to the '93 ALCS. Yeah, they were there in '83. They lost to Baltimore, and then in 2000, they had the best record of the American League, and they got swept by Seattle. Know how you feel, Chicago. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. look at Seattle in 01. They had the yeah. best record, and they got handled by New York. The Yankees. Yeah. Yankees, yeah. They had the best record in over 100 years, and the Yankees beat them. They, they barely got past Cleveland, too. Cleveland Cleveland was up 2-1 to one on them in the division series, and they had to win two in a row. I think I could be wrong about that, actually. Maybe they just won game yeah. five, but regardless. You know, sports is sports – can just be a rat bastard sometimes. <laughs> but know, that's the, the thing, wor- too. I would rather go this all this way. Like, it hurts more when you go all this way and lose. But you know what? It's better than just stinking. It yeah. hurts more, but it's better. Well, it's like uh, I recently watched Major League for like the thousandth time. And yeah. uh, there's that every year, right? There's that opening couple of weeks for spring training and stuff where you're going through like, oh, who'd they sign in the offseason, this and that. And it's like, there's always this anticipation. And you're like, oh, we signed so-and-so. Uh, like in Major League Two where Randy Quaid plays that diehard fan. He's like, oh, we got Parkman. Yeah. It's going to be the year. Here's the year. And then like, you know, by the July, you turn into this friggin' hater. He's <laughs> bitter. And, that definitely uh, sums up Toronto sports fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had at the hockey game, and all these Leaf fans come up to me like, "We've been here before." <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. So this is, the- <laughs> and that's why at I'm least- a Leaf fan now, because now I can truly appreciate what you guys have been through. <laughs> See, this is the thing: you, me, Brandon, Mike, all of our buddies, except for Jake, who's like the Braves fan. We all can suffer together. In years past, when the Leafs were falling apart. It was me, Han Solo, out there getting my balls busted long distance by everyone via text and phone call. Just like, like Campbell was relentless, and other people were just being huge pricks, just getting Campbell. my dick is, kicked in. He is a Habs fan purely to make fun of the Leafs. That's it. Oh, he doesn't watch the games. He doesn't follow the team. You could say the Habs are horrible, and they are horrible. They lost every preseason game. Yeah, Did they win last night. I uh, didn't check. They had lost seven in a row preseason going into that after a last place finish last year. And uh, I bet you Campbell wouldn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I will also have another gripe. Uh, so the Fox is airing some clip, I guess, Global did where they interviewed a bunch of fans after the game. Oh, I saw that. Oh, my God. What a miserable bunch of assholes they interviewed. Probably interviewed 100 <laughs> people and just took the biggest idiots they could find. One guy saying they're never like, watching sports again. They're never watching yeah. baseball again. Oh, my God. Well, there, there was that first you know guy. What? Here's the thing, too. We beat Seattle. We would have been heavy underdogs against Houston. If we beat Houston, we would have been heavy underdogs against the Yankees. Had we had to play Cleveland, that would have been even tougher because Cleveland's got great starting pitching. Yeah. And then what? We go to the World Series against the Dodgers, who won 111 games? Yeah, like you're not looking at a year where a World Series was guaranteed. Yeah, there was there was a lot of build up and a lot of hype because you know we fell just short at our own hand because you know everyone's like, oh, 
Raphael Devers got that home run and, you know, put the nail in the coffin of the season. No, we put the nail in the coffin two weeks prior when we dropped two games out of four to a subpar Minnesota team. Yeah. And, like, Minnesota we dropped, like... Was, I, I did say this. Minnesota was better than the record dictated last year. Well, whatever. Uh, we we probably should have handled them much better than we did. And then there was a couple of games down the stretch to Baltimore we should have handled better. We mm-hmm. sealed our own fate last year. So and this was basically... Thing, when you lose one... You can go back and you can find that one game. But it yeah. was easier to take last year. Way easier to take. Yeah. Because I was like, ah, you know what? Next year we'll make it. Yeah. Next year we'll make and it. Like it was it was I wasn't even breaking a sweat last year. Like I was disappointed. No. Yeah. Like, Next same. year we'll make it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was I was yeah, a little I had salty. Shit to worry about too having a new baby last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like salty, but I was just like, you know what? It was an outside we had a puncher's chance and we didn't quite come up. But uh this year, you know, there's so much more hype, like especially with the marketing and all this crap. If you remember at the start of the year, they're like, oh, that was the that was the coming attraction. This is the main event that yeah. like making it seem like a movie or something. It's like, fuck off with that shit. It's, 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 you know what, though? No, I, you got to get fans excited. You got to get fans through the turnstile. And, you know, technically they're right. They did improve from last year. They actually made the playoffs this year. Yeah, but improvement next year, next level. OK, how about we win a playoff series? There yeah, exactly. But, but the, the, the thing you, is, you look yeah. at the Leafs, right? The Leafs never, to my knowledge, I don't remember seeing these types of marketing campaigns every, it's like, well, we're here, we're going to try. <laughs> That's basically the Leafs motto. It's like, we're a warm yeah. body. Like, but was the Jays got to always build up this crap and like these expectations. Because the thing is, Leaf fans are there. They're bought and paid for. Whereas like Toronto baseball fans are so fucking fickle and they're so dumb. Hence the, 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 idiot oh, i'm never watching baseball again the first guy was much more uh even tempered he's just like you know what i'm just so distraught i just don't even know what to say right now but but you know he that was just an honest response but he wasn't being a mope yeah. about it no and you live i bet you today that guy's okay yeah For 24 hours okay you deal with Can't it it's gonna sing the guy that killed himself <laughs> That man, Shrek killed himself. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know what's going to be hard, though, is seeing Seattle against Houston. Because I was excited to play Houston. Because we beat Houston in that series, uh, season series four games to two. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to see how we stacked up against Houston in the playoffs. I was really yeah. excited to go ahead and play them. Because New York, we played New York enough that – New York would have given us some trouble. They played us well, and we played them well too. They were good games, but we just lost more than we won. Yeah. But Houston, I was looking forward to that series. But yeah, it is. What like, it is. We'll be back next year. There was the one season or series where we almost swept them, except Romano blew a save yeah, uh, er, er, in early in the yeah. year. <clears throat> um, and then they won that stupid extra inning rule. Yeah, oh, I hate that rule. I hate that <laughs> What, the runner on second? Mm-hmm. Part of this Rob Manfred bullshit to speed up the game. You know, I think if someone doesn't like baseball because they think it's too slow, they're not going to hear, wow, it's sped up now. I'm going to watch. Well, have you been? were you watching any of this Met game tonight? Um, I turned it on, and it was actually just after they checked uh, Musgrove for uh, a substance. I guess yeah, the Padres are up four zip. Yeah, but, like, earlier in the game, like, the Padres 
have been taking some liberties with to like slow it down. Like they've been stepping out every pitch. They were throwing off uh, what was his name Bassett. Um, yeah. They're throwing him off his rhythm by stepping out way too much, like two or three times in at bat, calling timeout, all this stuff. It's just like now apparently next year that's no longer going to be a thing. But um, let the players play, Rob Manfred. It's called gamesmanship. It's slow. Yeah. Get over it. The fans of the game are going to appreciate it. All right. Well, I remember in years past, I've when I coached Little League, I had uh, pitchers who were quick workers. Or sorry, we we faced pitchers who were quick workers, and they were throwing off my hitters, and they were getting coming back to the bench almost in tears. They're like, "I didn't have time to reset." And I'm like, "You know, step out. Don't be a little bitch about it. Like, just step out, call time, readjust." Like, I was never more embarrassed than um, I don't know if you remember this. This was a few years ago. We're playing Atlanta in interleague, and Pilar's up. And who's pitching for the Braves? Jason Mott. Do you remember Jason Mott from the 2011 World Series? He was the Cardinals' closer. Yeah, that sounds familiar. So he's pitching against um, Pilar, and he quick-pitched Pilar, and Pilar struck out. And Pilar called him a, a, a very homophobic slur. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. He's within his right to throw that pitch. Now you look like an asshole. You know what I yeah. mean? Don't take it out on this guy. Well, you look like an asshole and a homophobe. <laughs> and a homophobe, yeah. Now, Pilar did a bunch of charity work. He actually gave an apology. You know, I believe him. I don't think he's an asshole. But, um, you know, that's part of the game. You know, yeah. we, used to have, we used to love Esmil Rogers when he quick pitch people. Remember him? Yeah. The quick pitch was part of his repertoire, and he got guys all the time with it. <laughs> well, it's one of those things, right? Fans. They got that guy. Uh, have you seen Nestor Cortez pitch on the Yankees? Probably. He's got the mustache and he's lefty and he Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that people watch him for is what he's gonna do to throw guys off. Right. He'll stand there just holding the ball for thirty seconds. And then the next pitch will throw it right away. Yeah. He doesn't have a big pitch arsenal. His game is to throw off timing. Right. So like you're, you're like doing that, taking away the shift, this three batter minimum. Look, if the game goes five hours because the manager's got in his head, he's got to be crafty. That's his right. If the manager wants to stack up everybody in a straight line behind the pitcher's mound, that's his right. <laughs> the manage, manager manage. Honestly, right now, all the manager's going to be able to do is pinch hit and make pitching changes. That's it. I'm kind of okay because the thing is, the shift seems like a re- more relatively new thing. Like within the last like decade or so, like I remember watching baseball with the when I was a kid, and I don't remember them putting on these shifts and things like that. It's just like oh, they, the shift dates back a long time. Does it? Okay, maybe I'm just yeah, misremembering. Shift dates back. Oh, it's guy. Was it uh, Johnson? Jim Johnson? Walter Johnson? Jim Johnson? The old St. Louis Browns. You know the first guy they did the shift against. And um, they shift against him. And they did uh, Ted Williams of the 46 World Series. The Cardinals busted out a shift. They're the first team to ever think to do that against Ted Williams. And he got like, he went 0 for the series. Wow. Because they just did this big shift and he couldn't figure out how to hit against it. And then everyone started doing it. It became the Williams shift after that. And then, you know, they started doing it to guys like Delgado always had the shift on against yeah. David Ortiz. All the big lefty bats get shifted. Yeah. It's what Ryan happens. Howard, Tommy. Yeah, learn to hit the other way. Or Joey just Gallo like finally figured it out when he went to L.A. 
Yeah. You know, or I mean, I know they're paid well, to hit home run. runs. Yeah, I was going to say. Just like, what's wrong with just a simple check swing down the line? Just say, you know, you want to do a shift on me? Fine. <laughs> do that. Ortiz would do that every now and then. Yeah. If he was getting pissed off, he was like, all right, I'm going to let them know. Like, I'm willing to do it. And then sometimes they'd ease off the shift and he would be able to hit into it. You know? Yeah. I remember game one of the 04 series. The Red Sox, they got a big lead early. And old Jimmy Edmonds had the shift on against him. He laid down a button, got on, stole a base. And the cards came back and tied the game. They lost, but they came back and tied it. You know, we've talked baseball to death. What's uh, uh, just shot swapping like really excessive fandom stories? What's uh, I mean, I, I was telling Alex today when we went out for beers. When remember when you were a Cub fan back in '03 and uh, yeah. the the trampoline glove and all this stuff we were watching at my house, and you came to meet me for school the next day. <laughs> You're just so bummed out. <laughs> I knew it was over. Yeah. Like they, like they <sighs> game seven didn't matter at that point. Sometimes right. you can just tell them the journey. It was like, you know, look, I watched that game right till the last out. I'm sitting there thinking I visualized Danny Jansen hitting a walk off two run homer to win it in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. But really you look, the wind was out of the sails when George and Bo collided. Yeah. It's just, it's sometimes a game is over before it's truly over. Oh yeah. Well, like back in the eighth yeah. inning, they, they showed the, they scanned the, the dugout and they were all just like, well, like they were mentally like, if I unpack all, or if we have media day on Sunday, I can probably be back in my home city golfing by like Tuesday. You know what I mean? They were probably already like yeah. mentally. But I, I, the good thing about the Jays is that they're very young still. That core is young. That core will be with us for a long time. I'm curious, so, like, who we're going to lose and who we might re-sign. And... You might have to make some deals, and it could be Jansen or Kirk or Gabriel Gabriel Moreno because you got three catchers. Now, Gabriel Moreno played a little left field at the end of the year. He, he's played some third base in the minor leagues. You can shift them around. You know, there will be guys that you lose, but they're going to add this offseason, and they're going to add bullpen arms, stockpile those. They're going to get another starter in. I don't care if you've got the best pitching in baseball. You can never have too much pitching. Yeah. And that's what they're going to be adding is pitching, pitching, pitching. Well, I mean, this series proves pitching was the X factor. It was, but I still say you need to give a level of credit to Seattle. They had a game plan, and it worked. I guess. What about uh, football? What was like the most like some because I mean anyone who knows oh, I, you <laughs> knows you're a diehard Pack Attack fan. Yeah. Worst football, worst Packers moment. This hurt more than losing the Super Bowl to your Broncos. Because it's the only time they've actually in, in ever that they lost the Super Bowl. The worst Packers loss that I can remember was against the Giants. Favre's last game as a Packer. Watched at Tom's house, giant fan, and that was our thirteen and three year. Was that the year and where they where sure the Giants systematically to... beat like the Bucks, your team, Jake's yeah. team, and like my team, like on the yeah. way to the Super Bowl? The Bucks, they beat the Cowboys, they beat the Packers, and they beat the Patriots. Um, that was the most down I was in a uh, football game. Although yeah. when they blew it against Seattle too where I remember texting this friend of mine at Perry Sound, that game against Seattle, where I think this is the year they went and lost the Patriots. Oh, correct? Yeah. Um, 
they had the lead late and I did the math in my head because I didn't want to text anything out because I knew it wasn't over. I'm trying to mathically, mathematically put it together. How can Seattle come back and win? And so I could be excited about the Packers winning. And I'm doing the math. I'm doing the math. I couldn't figure out how they could do it. It just wasn't time. So I texted my a friend of mine up there, Super Bowl, the big exclamation point. And he went, not yet, not yet. <laughs> sure enough, they recover the onside kick. They did the onside kick and it worked. And then it was a new game. And they came back and they won it in overtime. And people forget that Rodgers did lead the Packers back up the field to tie it and take it to overtime. But still, that was another low one. Those are the two biggies. And the Packers have had a lot of devastating uh, NFC championship losses. Do you remember? Uh, was the, those were the two worst. Do you remember? We were watching, I think it was Wild Card Weekend uh, at Jake's house in his parents' basement. Uh-huh. The Broncos had just fallen apart, couldn't do shit. I was like just pissed off, ready to like rip apart Jake's basement. And uh, so we were watching the Packers game and uh, Seattle. Matt Hasselbeck was being a grade A wiener. And uh, overtime coin toss, he's like, they, they won. He's like, we're going to get it first and we're going to score. <laughs> was it first play or was it like a set couple of throws Actually, in? Actually, I always thought, I remembered it as the first play, but I've got the game on DVD and going back and watching it. It wasn't? It took a while. Okay. It took a while. Yeah. But either way, Hasselback throws a pick. Who was it who ran it back? Do you remember? Kenzie, I think. Okay. Either way, he runs yeah, it back. Yeah. He runs it back. Packers win. And like I look at Ted, I'm like, if he celebrates, I'm just gonna run over there and pummel him. So he's he oh, goes. I remember, I went to the other room. Yeah, he, he shuffles around the corner. I can hear him like dancing and shuffling his feet like Willie Mays Hayes in Major League One. Um, it was it was so exciting. Yeah, it was, it was a great game for them. I was just I was still being bitter about the Broncos. Uh, I mean, you know, like a Seahawks, a Seahawks mug and shirt just to like spite me for that game. No, I that was when I was trying to collect like stuff from all the teams at the time. Plus, like I think my uncle John, not back then, but he no, I was collecting all the helmets. Uh, I was because I wanted to have like whenever I bought my own house, I'm like, oh, I gotta have a nice man cave with all the little mini helmets. Um, yeah. I gave up, but also sports obsession closed, so it didn't help. But uh, but yeah, I was gonna give that to my uncle John because he's a Seahawks fan, but um. And then, you but know, that was the, that, that, see, that's the other thing too. Like, I think that's the other thing that kind of stings is we didn't have that great moment in the playoffs. Right. Like remember like 2015 and 2016, we didn't win. We lost the ALCS both years. Right. But the Batista bad flip, Edwin's walk off against the Orioles, Odor making that error for us to have that walk off against Texas. Right. Those are great memories. Yeah. And then, you know, our other two times in 2020 against Tampa, no one's in the stands. It doesn't feel like a playoff game. It just <laughs> yeah. does. And Charlie decided he wanted to outraise the Rays, which the Rays proved in the World Series. Rays baseball doesn't always work. Yeah. And Charlie didn't do it. And then then they just blew us out. Then Ryu just didn't answer the bell in the second game. Right. And then this year, the shutout. And then I thought we we're going to come back strong. This is going to be great. And, just, uh, and it's sad, too, because Teo, uh, the Oscar Hernandez, set a record with the two home runs. Like, because they had not, the, not a record, but. It was the first time in a few years that a Blue Jays hit multi-home runs in a game. I think it was since I, I Edwin. I said that, but Danny Jansen hit two in, a, hit two in that blow-up game where we lost to Tampa. 
I don't know. That's just what the stats they were regurgitating. Yeah, I know that they were like all excited about that. And I'm like, well, Danny Jansen it too against um against the Rays and the big in a loss. I don't know. So I don't know. I was actually I fell asleep watching one of the old games, the uh, Edwin Walkoff, and I think YouTube switched over to Game Three against the Royals, which we won, and we finally got the bats going. And Joe Buck's like, "The Blue Jays are here and they're winning." <laughs> Seven to three or something like that. And I'm like, well, thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> God, Joe Buck is the worst. For... Yeah, well, that's he's not doing it anymore. Yeah. I remember getting mad, too, because I saw the guy who replaced him. And he's like, younger than me, handsome, big voice. And I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck. You know, that's the thing. Broadcasters compare ourselves to other broadcasters. Was it, uh, was he the son? Was he a no talent? Thanks, dad. Or was he, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I actually just think he's a guy who worked his way up. Well, you can't fault him then. Unlike Buck, who was literally, who got some of the most prestigious gigs or er- so early on just because of his daddy. Buck's good at football. Yeah. I'll give him that. He's good at football. Cause he, he's got too. that dry kind of marching down the mm-hmm. field kind of voice that works for football. Like but Pat Summerall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 30, the, the, the 20, the 10. Do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube. Try to find like a Cardinals game from like 93, like when he first broke in. Yeah. He was actually not just good. I mean, he wasn't particularly good, but he was kind of innovative. Like he was really sarcastic yeah. and actually like genuinely funny and stuff like that. And I was like, where's this Joe Buck? But it's kind of like with, with like Tony Romo, you know what I mean? When you, when you're really good at what you do and the, but then the network gives you notes, those notes can fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Romo's so good. He's I, honestly, I think he's a better color guy than he was a quarterback and he was a decent quarterback oh, for the Cowboys, but Romo started, he was even better. Oh yeah. Because he didn't have any coaching. He just said whatever he wanted. Yeah. He was like a Don Cherry back in the day. Yeah, and he would tell these stories about what happened in the huddle and stuff like that. You know, and Romo's also great too because he can predict what's going to happen. Oh yeah, he always he uh, he's he's, great at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as is the life of a sports fan, the Blue Jays will be back. Now, my question: obviously, you're cheering for Philly. Yeah. Now that uh, the Jays are out, Uh, actually, Bryn's cheering for Philly too because she likes she just she likes the city of Philly's attitude. She's like between the fanatic and gritty. I like the city of Philly. So. <laughs> um, oh, she's well, rooting for the Phillies. I remember I asked her, "I'm like, who do you think's going to win the Cardinals or the Phillies?" And she goes, "No one's beating Philly." I look at the Eagles right now. No one's beating Philly. That's true. Although they shouldn't, they shouldn't oh, have won today. They got lucky. But uh, I see it. should I? Should we close with my Philly story? Talk about the ultimate fandom. I mean, this is have the, you ever told this before? Not on here on the podcast. All right, go ahead. All this right, it's a great story. So. Uh, my my friend Dan, his dad has a buddy named Elliot who works for the MLB. And also, Ted, fair warning, this is going to be uncensored. There may be a couple of uh, homophobic slurs thrown in here for dramatic effect. Just, I, I get it. Just maybe, I don't know. We know that it's going to be a homophobic slur because you set it up. So maybe just don't say it and say, he says a really bad word because I would have decked this guy in the face. You showed smart restraint because you're in a bar full. Of, well, I'm not going to give away the story, but so. Anyhow. Uh, Elliot works for the MLB and he was able to finagle. He already got Joe. That's Dan's dad, a ticket. And he was able to finagle two more for Dan and I. Now those guys were in the one hundreds. We were up in the nosebleeds. You but... gotta see what this t- tickets are for. You haven't said what they're for. Yet. Oh, sorry. The Oh nine world series Yankees Phillies. 
And game six. Yeah, the clincher game, which you know, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. Philly lost. Um, now, so we fly in out of Pearson. We fly into uh, New York. We we hop in like a, a one of those like unmarked kind of like black cabs, and the the guys were so authentically New York. The guys like, where are you going? Uh, Yankee Stadium. Like, you guys got tickets? They're like, yeah. He's like, let's roll. <laughs> Woo! And he hops, and we hop in the cab, and he saw my That's jacket. Awesome. Uh, Ted and Jake had got me a uh, World Series like 1980 Phillies jacket from the last time they won, and this is when I was. No, they weren't Right, sorry. Well, the the vintage one from like way back then. Like, anyway, um, how the hell was it? Oh yeah, so the guy saw my jacket in the rear view. He's like, "You're rooting for Philly." I'm like. Yeah, it's a long story, but, you know, Philly's my second team. I'm a Jays fan, blah, blah, blah. I've had to give that speech so many times. Like, <laughs> one time, side sidebar, uh, Jake bought me a Jays Phillies tickets for my birthday one summer. Probably, it was probably around 08, 09, that summer, actually. Uh, actually, I think it was summer of 09, because I left for a film shoot that after that game. And this guy, another guy called me the F-bomb. <laughs> He's like... I was wearing my Carter jersey that you guys got me and a Phillies yeah. hat. He's like, are you confused? You f-? And I was like, Where was this? We were in like the third row. Hundred, like right by the wall, right corner, right field. Guy just screams. Is it Rogers Yeah. Although Jeez. Jake got called that once when we went to uh, an Argo Ticat game at the Rogers Center. Uh, when he was wearing his Rob Hitchcock jersey, the guy called him that word, just walking by. I was like, ugh. Yeah, I remember going over to Argo guy. Uh, sorry, Tigers Argos game when I was a kid. There's some old guy just ranting about the, <laughs> how much he hated the Argos. He kept saying that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it's not the first time people I've had to explain myself why I like both teams. But uh, so he's like, well, whatever. He's like, you gotta be careful. He's like, we're pretty ruthless down here, and, and it doesn't help that you know there's the it's a two hour drive from Philly to New York, you know, because of the Giants and the Eagles. Uh, mm-hmm. probably, I mean, Flyers and Rangers, uh, like, yeah, they've had some rowdy dabs. Uh, I don't know. Sixers, Sixers, Nets or not Nets. Sorry. Um, Knicks, Knicks. probably, ah, probably not as much. Not yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, those it's more that the Philly, New York is mainly Phillies, Mets, Eagles, yeah. Giants, and I guess Rangers Flyers. Yeah. I'm not really sure. They hate each other. And, yeah. you know, Philly fans are ruthless. You know, they threw batteries <laughs> on the field they uh they, they booed santa they claus. booed santa claus like philly fans are the like they'll, they it's like that asshole you want in your corner but like when when the tables have turned he's not the guy you want in your corner um so they drop us off right in front of yankee stadium and we're we're making our way through the crowds people are booing and, and uh so we get to the ticket window uh and they're like oh you can't bring bags in and like, why not? They're like, oh, it's people smuggling booze, blah blah blah. There's a there's a bag check, a block down in a bowling alley. We have a deal worked out. There's this thing, check it there. They got tickets. It's a whole thing. And I was like, okay. And like, what's really cool about Yankee Stadium is there's just sports bars all along. Like it's it's so different than the Rogers Center. Like we have like one or two. Yeah. But it's just literally sports bars all along yeah. the block. 
And it's open windows. These guys are screaming at me from the open windows. Like, get the fuck out of here. These guys are. Someone didn't jump down. Yeah, like these guys are sauce to the gills. And hang on. Get parched here. Um, so finally, we find this bowling alley that they're talking about. And it's like an old Western when the saloon doors go open. Like that. <laughs> what's that uh, music cue from. Um, that oh it's like um yeah good the bad and the ugly either that or the the sergio leone what was it a few bullets oh, fuck. A fistful of yeah dollars. that's it yeah i think it's from that but either ways you know what i'm going for it was like that like it was just this weird you could hear a pin drop for two seconds because a this is when i was a lot fatter and I, I like i literally took up a door frame so you see this giant fucking phillies fan waltzing in and it went from pin drop to everyone's <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Here? And so uh, I'm like, just yeah, I'm like six eight. I stand head and shoulders above these people. Oh, you for my back? Yeah, you're back. Okay, uh, I, I'm six eight. You know, three hundred pounds at this time. Like I stand head and shoulders above these people. I'm like a linebacker. I could have laid these people out. But I, I just you know had head down, didn't say a peep. So I hand, I asked, I hand the lady my bag. I get my ticket. And suddenly, this guy taps me on the shoulder, and I turn around, and it's almost like a cartoon. I turn down, I had to like look down like a good foot. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, there he is. He takes a big swig of beer. So he's got that beer breath. He goes, yeah. sticks his middle finger right in my face. He goes, "Fuck you!" And then he drops the f bomb. And I was like. Okay, well, that's <laughs> and like, I mean, I've I'm no stranger to that word. I've heard it a million times in my life, um, but it's just like to be called that over sports. <laughs> it's just it's a whole other like, yeah. Um, and so finally, I just kind of like shuffle my way out, make my way, face the barrage, back to get the fuck out of here. Like these people are just inaudible at this point. They're so blue, and these are all the bar flies that aren't even going to the game. They're all just gonna be even worse by, by the end of the game. And so let me tell you just a quick side note. Yeah. I would tell you this one time, Tom and I were at a Jay's game and we we're getting our beers. I'm like, man, beers are really expensive. And this old guy in front of us goes, that's why you drink a six pack before you come here. And then we watched him walk away. He's like holding on to balls. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of done stuff like that. Well, do you remember when oh, we yeah. came back from Cleveland for the home opener the next day, like we were just drunk on the train before the game even started. <laughs> or at least had a good oh, buzz God, on. I remember. Yeah, Tom and I actually coincidentally it was Seattle. I went with uh, Tom more recently, all of Tom's like Costco buddies to a game against Seattle. Dickie was pitching, it was an afternoon game, and we got drunk at like ten in the morning before the game. <laughs> got on the train. It got on the bus. Oh. They decided to take the bus, not the train. And by the time we got there, like I remember the first pitch, Michael Saunders led off with a home run against Dickey. We were down right away, and I think we lost 7 nothing. It was just a dog of the game. So we just got hammered, started chirping people in the outfield, told Saunders to join the Jays because he's Canadian, and then he eventually did join the Jays. Yeah. Um, so you're welcome. Um, then we went to a bar after. and we were, there were one point at the bar, we were chanting our server's name as she was bringing our drinks. I don't even remember what it was. And I fell asleep on the train on the bus and I lost my hat. And then we went to Campbell's house and went, Campbell, I'm not gonna make it. 
uh, I'm going to take a nap. He's like, that's fine. I start trying to recline his seat. He goes, Ted, that seat doesn't recline. <laughs> he goes, use my bed. Like, All right, fine. <laughs> and I woke up and I'm like, oh, God, how long is that? Half hour, 45 minutes? Kept going, six hours. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, everyone's gone home. What are you doing? No, no, they're all still there. That was a funny thing. <laughs> and so everyone laughed and I was like, you know what, fellas? I'm going to stay here a little bit. And they're like, why? Oh, I've got to feel like I'm going to be sick. <laughs> sure enough, I was. And then I called you. You picked me up. You happened to be in the neighborhood. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so, so we make our way past the bars and all the shit. All of a sudden, there's a bright light in my face. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Somebody from a local, I don't know what the hell it was. If it was like they were just going to a, like a reporter on the street. If it was a like a, a local news affiliate, I don't know what it was. But this lady grabs me, shines a camera in my face, and, and it's funny because Dan was on camera first, but he had called in sick that day. Uh, and so and they, they were going to be watching the game where he works. So he's like, ah! and he just ducks. Uh, and he, gets, he scurries out yeah. of the way. And uh, do you want to take them back to the the history of the Who's Your Daddy chant? Yeah, so the Who's Your Daddy chant dates back to, I believe it was the 03 postseason. Um, and the Yankees were just lighting up Pedro Martinez. And Pedro, before he even came in to pitch in relief in game, uh, so he started game seven against uh, the Yankees in the ALCS in 03, he said, uh, I guess all I can do is call the Yankees my daddy because they were roughing him up so bad. He couldn't figure out how to get him out. And so then they started chanting, who's your daddy, Adam? So even though he kind of shut them up in 04, um, the who's your daddy chance persisted over the years. And when Philly picked him up, uh, actually it was a midseason signing. He had like kind of unofficially retired. And then the Phillies picked him up midseason. Yeah. Um, they were uh, – and actually, I always forget the Pedro pitch for the yeah. Phillies. Um, they they started up that who's your daddy again yeah. when I came back with Phil. So this lady Dan always mistells this story and it drives me fucking nuts. Dan Dan always mistells it like oh I'm just trying to have a good time like I was a friggin' wuss. When actually what happened yeah. was you get this friggin' group of people who are like jumping on my back like who's your dad? It's like a friggin' mosh pit. I'm like kind of like Ugh. yeah. And um, but before that happened, the ladies is like. It's like, are you nuts? Like, what are you doing here? You're in enemy territory. I'm like, this is what it's all about. You know what I mean? I'm not going to let us see of angry Yankees fans, like, not not let me show my colors. This is what it's all about. It's the postseason. And that's when they started jumping on my back. I'm like, I better get in the game. I'll see you later. And I just ran. I just got the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if they wanted me to sign. Like, normally when you're on TV like that, you got to sign a waiver and stuff, a release. Uh, for someone who works for a TV station, granted, not New York. Um, waivers are mainly reserved for like kids. Right. Okay. Cause, yeah. Like, if you're a minor, you might, the parents have to sign a waiver or something right. like that or give permission. Yeah. So that's why kids are always blurred out. Right. TV. So, uh, yeah. so regardless, I'm like, I'm not even going to stick around it. Even if they wanted me to sign something, I'm getting the fuck in there. So, uh, I made my way through the, who's your daddy chance to push in the shoving, the bouncing. And by the time we actually got into the stadium, it was a safe haven. No one was saying a peep. It was all families, you know, you know, some people like younger guys, more successful guys that can afford tickets and girls. And, uh, you know, I saw a couple spattering of Phillies fans. This hot girl came by and gave me a high five um, with her face painted red and white. And, you know, by the time we got to our seats, 
it was like we were sitting next to this couple, this family, couple of nice kids and a husband. At first, I didn't understand what the hell he meant because he wanted to trade me. Uh, <laughs> I love this part of the he's story. He's like, he, <laughs> I always retell this part when I tell people. He's like, want to trade? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because like, I never watched soccer, so I didn't know about the whole like yeah, yeah, yeah. trading jerseys thing. And I'm like, you got a crappy uh, Yankees jersey. I got a great Mitchell and this jacket. I'm not fucking trading. Was he wearing like a hobo? <laughs> yeah, he was wearing like, like a hobo clothes. I'm like, I'm not trading with you. <laughs> uh, and he's just like, that's ah, okay. It's, uh, and like, and, and I think Dan's kind of like, I don't think you knew what you meant. He doesn't watch soccer. And so he's like, oh, okay, no problem. And it's like, but anyway, they were nice. They were kind of chirping me a little, and I was kind of chirping back, but nothing all good fun nothing bad so uh matsui hits that bomb and i'm just like oh fuck it's over uh so we tried to come back nothing nothing came of it uh yankees hoist their 27th championship if i'm not mistaken 27th and their their last to this point um yeah, one one and so you know start spreading the news place i'm like here's the news i'm getting the fuck out of here so i, I go to the washroom yeah. and i go take a whiz dan's kind of watching the celebration he's like oh you gotta watch this this is this is history i'm like i don't give a fuck uh i could be watching the king of england getting sworn in i'm not i'm not sticking around for this um <laughs> so i go take a whiz there's a couple old grizzly, grizzly phillies fans that and it's funny because it's I'm not gonna sit there and say to be honest this is my second team at blah 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 you know and it's like but yeah, I'm like yeah. no you gotta re- you gotta relate exactly to them. Did I ever tell you about the time this side story because I'm pretending to be a team I was wearing I just needed a jacket you and me and Park Hill went to a Tigers game right and so I wore my Pirates jacket I got a nice Pirates jacket that I got in Pittsburgh one time we went I'm not a Pirates fan I wish them no harm but I'm not a Pirates fan so I'm wearing it in line to get a beer and this guy's like oh a tough break for those Pirates. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, I don't know this guy. I don't want to get a long-winded conversation. I know they don't think too highly of the Blue Jays in Detroit, so I'm not going to open that can of worms. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know, tough break. And then, uh, what's it called? He's like, who's pitching tonight? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, For the Pirates. I'm like, all right, pal. <laughs> I'm a Blue Jays fan. This is just a jacket. <laughs> I just want to wear a nice baseball jacket for the game. He's like, oh, okay, I understand. Actually, there's another guy came up to me and goes, yes, Pirates. And he's wearing a Tiger's jacket. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, not, I'm, I'm a Jays fan. I'm from, I'm, I'm from Hamilton. I'm like, I'm, I'm just wearing the jacket. He's like, yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh. I wear a Tiger's jacket. It's freaking cold. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it was nice That's funny. <laughs> um, but I like it. That doesn't mean the, that I don't love the Phillies. Like, I just, uh, you know, combination of not getting enough, like, exposure. Like, they're, they were rare. Like, I mean, this year might have been a bit different, but they weren't for years. They're rarely on the, you know, the Sunday night game. Uh, I don't have any of the MLB packages. I should get next year. I'm going to get one so I can just watch Jays and Phillies. But uh, I, I do. Jays games are always black. That's out. true. I'd have to like get cable and the package. So, Same yeah. Yeah, um, So, but like, I, yeah. actually, what's annoying too is with the MLB package. Sorry to interrupt you. All the playoff games are, not, are black. What? That's bullshit. No, for international, I know, I know, it pissed me off. So watching through, thankfully, Sportsnet's got all the games. So, so I mean, that doesn't change the fact that I don't the love the Phillies. I just, I'm not always the greatest at following. I follow the score boxes and stuff like that, but um, regardless. So, like, I still, I still sympathize with these guys. I'm like, you know, we'll get them next year. Blah 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 blah, and uh, kind of thing. Because I mean, also at the time, it's not like I had much to hang my hat on with the Jays. If memory serves, they were a little bit better, but not by much. 
Unless they're mixing up my seasons. No, 09 yeah. was a rough year. 09, they came out of the gates right, right. hot. And then just faltered. Yeah. I think that's when they fired Gibby and Brian Cito. I thought that was the year before. If memory. No, I think it was that year. Either way. Because they started off really right. good. And uh, what was the story that – and then it was the next year they fired J.P. Ricciardi. I'll tell that story right. later. But, yeah, no, they, they fired Gibby the Brian Cito. <sighs> Smoke went right up my nose. Which everyone got excited. Like that, that got people back to yeah. the ballpark. See Cito, even though you don't get yeah. to see him, he's yeah. that same look on his face from first pitch to last pitch. Yeah, just um, but anyway, so we're sitting there, uh, wasn't our year, blah blah blah. At least we had 08, blah blah blah. It's like that's true, we did. We literally just came off a world series the year prior, so and I got this, I got to see that. Plus, you, me, and Park Hill actually went to Philly that summer, so we got to go in the summer that they actually won the world series, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think we took, if memory serves, we took both games from the Braves. I could be wrong, but either way, it's irrelevant. Uh, I no, they got their asses kicked in game one. The second game, right. they beat the Braves. Okay, either way. First game, they got their asses kicked. I remember Park Hill wouldn't wear his yeah, Braves. He's a real gear, pussy. And we chirped him hard for that. Yeah. And then he started, compl- started making fun of Toronto to people. I was like, you got some nerve. Do you remember that was one of the big fights we got into on that? Trip? Well, I remember he wouldn't wear he wouldn't wear his Braves uh, jersey, but he wore the hat. And there's the one Philly fan who's like, uh, well, he wore his Padres hat. He has that Padres hat which is to pee on it because I guess he coached the Padres. Yeah. And so he right. wore that, and he wouldn't oh, no, wear it was, his. He probably three Braves. It was a different Braves fan. Sorry, there was like uh, there was another Braves fan sitting near us, and there was a Philly fan, like really, really polite. He's like, yeah. "Excuse me, fellas, excuse me, thank you." And then he sees the Braves fan, he's like, "Go fuck yourself." And he's but uh, they're all they're all hilarious. having a laugh. Like it's not like he was like ready to start swinging with the guy. He was just chirping him as you know yeah. fans do. Um. So anyway, so we're standing around. Dan eventually leaves. Everyone's like, they see the celebration. People start filing out. And I, because we're in the 300s, we're going down the spiral staircase out of the stadium. And there was this fuckhead who he was like, he was on the opposite like ramp as me. So every time he'd, I'd be seeing him, he'd be like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you fucking five? You friggin' moron. And so every time he's back, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. So this guy just wouldn't leave me alone. He was like chirping me and riding me and this and that. And he's like, and finally at the end, when we all got outside, he was like, Hey, asshole, why don't you go back to broad street? You fucking loser and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm Canadian. And he goes, that's worse. <laughs> and I turned her, I literally, I, I, I actually lifted my fist and turned around. He's like, what are you going to do? And I turned back around. He's like, yeah. Cause I'm like, I was 24 at the time. I'm like, I'm not going to get my, I went, Oh, don't get arrested in well, New York. When they find out you're Canadian, they're going to hold you for a week. I mean, I had gone 24 years without even being arrested in Canada, let alone in another country. Uh, so I'm not going to get my first record ever in another country. Like, I yeah. had been questioned by cops and a few things, but uh, never arrested. Um, and so we're standing around. And I'll never forget, Elliot was being the biggest condescending New York prick. Like, I love the guy. He's a sweetheart. Him and his wife, lovely people. He's just... Well, he said he was he a is, Mets fan. But he was just... Uh, Did you root for the Yankees? I don't even... I guess, yeah, because they're playing Philly, probably. I not. mean, 
That'd be a tough one for Philly fa- for Met fans. Who do you hate more, the Yankees or the Phillies? Elliot was—I don't even think he wore yeah. Yankee stuff. He just was pretty general, uh, neutral. But uh, so we're standing yeah. there waiting for the subway. We finally met up with him and his dad, Dan's dad. And um, but I'll—I'll I'll never forget because I didn't want to get roaming charges. I had turned my phone off, so I get this voicemail from Elliot. I don't know how they do things in Canada, Brian, but on the night of a World Series, you keep your fucking phone on. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, but he was wow. just so condescending. Um, and then, so there was this guy, we're waiting for this train and it was this weird circle of people that would never, like no one came near me. It's like they were all at an arm's length, but they were all screaming at me. And they're like, and one guy was just like saying something like nonsensical. He's like, if you weren't so tall, I'd kill you. And I'm like, well, I am this tall. He's just like, hey, you walked away. And, and, and one guy just literally this black guy with dreads, he literally started almost like barking at me like a DMX song. He's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, these guys were nuts. So we. And he was one of the guys who was just oh, probably. All day and uh, yelling at people walking by. So <laughs> we get on the subway and it was pretty quiet, but you can see these guys. They're all looking at me. <laughs> you can see them see that. They're like, yeah. The and then eye. Elliot just looks, he sees that. You think they'd be gracious in victory? Are you kidding me? It's a New York. Gracious and New York separated in like the 1800s, probably. Um, if if I went, if the Jays won the World Series, let's just say they beat the Dodgers. Dodgers fans travel. Yeah. Okay. They beat the Dodgers. I'm on a, the go train going back, and I got a bunch of Dodgers fans in my. I wouldn't give them a hard time. They just lost yeah. the World Series. Hey, from LA, you know, and ask yeah. questions. Um, but this is New York. You know, actually, did you hear who? Uh, to see New York, uh, they booed the hell out of Emma Stone the other night. Oh, really? She showed up head to toe in brown and gold. She's a, I, I didn't realize she's a Padre oh. fan. Like, an actually, like, a legit Padre I don't fan. know. Maybe she moved out of Hollywood because I thought she was from, like, Arizona. But, uh, I don't really think she's from California. Yeah, I looked it up. But it's funny because all those California celebrities, if you're, unless you're from, like, the Bay Area. They're all LA fans if you're from Southern yeah. California. So it was kind of cool to see it actually like a, a big time star who's a well, either fan. way. And also I'm not gonna lie, she looked very good in that jacket. Um very good. I mean, that is one of the things I will give uh what's his face? Brett De- uh Brett Denon for. Diehard Oakland A's fan, never wavers. He probably wasn't even rooting for the Giants when they were in the World Series the last few times. No, they asked him to sing uh, the anthem. He's been offered to sing the anthem at Giants games a whole bunch of times. He's like, oh, I'm <laughs> like he even says that he has a song called San Francisco. Or, uh, yeah. yeah, San Francisco. And he's like, there's a real good baseball team, but mine is across the bay or something like that. But uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, he loves the so air. these guys are giving yeah. me the side eye. And Elliot's just like, hey, it's all right there, fellas. He's a, he's a Canada. He doesn't know any better. I'm like, Elliot. I don't need you apologizing me, and I don't need you apologizing because I'm from fucking Canada. And he's just like, Brian. But he's a New Yorker. Yeah. He, he knows how they think. He knows what's going to get on the Yeah, and side. he's like, Brian. Because if, they, if you, they say you're from Canada, they just laugh at you. And, then that's and he's fine. like, Brian, this is survival of the fittest right now. I'll say anything to, to save your ass. So we hopped off the subway, and then we, like, we were up on, like, I think, uh, midtown Manhattan. We were far removed, and like we went to the like tunnel or the author- Port Authority where Elliot had his car parked, and then we drove back to Jersey, yeah. and it was fine. But it was, And then, so Dan and I and his dad are driving back the next day, and Elliot had to go into work. 
So we didn't get to say goodbye. Thanks for hosting no. us and then thanks for the tickets and everything like that. Like we said it the night before. So he's like, Joe, let me talk to Brian. So he hands me the phone. He's like, Hey dummy, we just had our our post World Series meeting. A Philly fan got stabbed not too far from you, like ten feet from where you guys were. So he's like, next time if this happens, like leave your Philly shit off. I'm like, I will. He's like, all right, good to see you. And he's like, he's like, drive safe. So you want to hear about that? Apparently, when I was in the this is before I got my next promotion upstairs to being an announcer. When I was in the newsroom, after the Jays played the Twins this year, we were getting reports from people in Thunder Bay who had gone to the Jays-Twins game in their Jays gear, and they were getting mugged outside the stadium. Because, I guess, these thieves look at uh, San Diego beat the Mets 6-0. See, right right there. Yeah. So, look, the Mets won 100 games, and now they're out of it. So... Not only that, <laughs> you got to look at the Mets. They were in cruise control for a good half the year. And like they spent 108 days in first place. The Braves spent eight days <laughs> in first place. So there you go. So they collapsed on the East and then they collapsed in the freaking wild card. They called the cops, these people. And the Minneapolis PD were like, yeah, what, what can I tell you? Don't wear Jay's wow, gear. Not even. And they were like, aren't you going to help us? They're like, we've had like 100 calls of this tonight. And they're like, there's usually police out here. They're like, yeah, we've pulled our officers from Twins and Vikings games because we don't want them to get hassled. And I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Well, I mean, given the political climate, I get it. But, I mean, they're supposed to be there because. But the safety of the people should be number one. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be like, no, we're not going to help you with these, like, incredibly highly populated games but i guess that's what you look at is you don't want if you're a fan clearly from yeah. canada and someone also said like oh yeah you're probably not carrying a gun either or something like that because minnesota is one of the stadiums you walk into where it's like please leave your firearms at home <laughs> do not bring them into the <laughs> see those signs <laughs> um but yeah so it is uh Sports is becoming a dangerous place. For and uh, around the same time of that Phillies uh, Yankee game, there were reports of like, I can't remember if it was Dodgers fans stabbing Giants fans or Giants fans stabbing the Dodger mm. fans, but one of them got stabbed. It was a, a giant fan, giant fan outside of uh, outside of Dodger Stadium who got beaten into That's a coma. Was, yeah. He lived, but he had like brain Shit. damage when he got out. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it gets rough. It gets rough. You almost got jumped in a Bills game. <laughs> that one. <laughs> that one's more. I know the guy would have been no threat yeah. to you, but so, still. Uh, yeah. Tell that story. So I was wearing my, it was, I was a fucking idiot. So my, my dad, it was Christmas Eve. Jake got me or we bought tickets, uh, Broncos, uh, Bills. And that was one of the turbulent Tebow years. And. Was that the six three game or was that that was Browns? Um, okay, this one the uh, Merry Christmas to the Bills fans because the Broncos got smoked. But um, excuse me, so we're leaving, and oh yeah, before we left, my dad's like, "Where's some boots?" I'm like, "I don't have any boots." He's like, well, "Wear something thick." It's Buffalo, and it's Christmas Eve. It's gonna be snowy. It's gonna be cold. 
I'm wearing my Chuck Taylors. My dad's like, you're a moron. And so. Well, didn't you wear moccasins to one game? That was the last game at Iverwind Stadium. <sighs> yes, I remember looking at your feet like, Brian, I, were you even wearing socks? Jesus, what are you doing? People were wearing like those homemade tarps and <laughs> garbage bags. It was so, like, it was a, sn- it was a sleet. Yeah. It was sleeting. It was Halloween night. And you're sitting there in your moccasins <laughs> with no socks. Um, and <sighs> I mean, everything else I bundled up. Like I had, like, I think I had an extra pair of like long johns underneath. I had my Broncos hoodie, a big thick winter coat, two gloves, everything. It was just my feet that were cold, and like I could not even feel my feet by the end of this game. So we're we're making our <laughs> way to the car, and there was this big fat black guy. He's just like, "Hey, hey, you with the chucks?" He's yelling at me. He's like, I turn around. I was like, yeah, you in the Broncos water. I'm coming to get you. And he's a stumble bum all over the place, falling over. He's, he falls in the trash bag. And he's just stumbling around <laughs> trying to get out of the trash. And this this lady and this guy was like, oh, easy, big fella. And he's like, and he's like sorry. He's like, sorry. He's, he's like, sorry, fellas. He just doesn't mean any harm. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, Merry Christmas. And we, we hopped in the car and got the hell That's out of there. That's pretty funny. But, yeah. I just... I, I love how he, the thing he, the thing that to get your attention was you. And the <laughs> that makes me that, that makes me laugh so much. Like you're the only person that whole state probably was because I'm an idiot. But uh, I walked around the world a pair of Chuck Taylors. I watched that episode the other day. Oh, I've been watching yeah. so much King of the Hill. Um, speaking of which, you've been to Bills games against the Browns, Cowboys, and yeah. Broncos, rooting for three <laughs> different teams against the Bills. Ouch! You, you, maybe you all went to the city of Buffalo to go there. And See, root that's for the Buffalo. thing. If it was a neutral game, and if like, um, so my buddy Jeremy, his friend Kurt, I don't know if he has season tickets, but he goes to a lot of games. So like, if Kurt brought, if his wife couldn't mm-hmm. go, and Kurt's like, "Hey, Brian, you want to come with me to a Bills game?" and they're playing like the Dolphins or the Jets, you best believe I'd strap on a Bills hat and just be like, "Let's go, Buffalo!" Um, you would break out your Pennington jersey for the Jets. <laughs> no. I wouldn't be that big of a shit unless someone from Buffalo slighted me. But, yeah. You ever hear Burr's story about wearing his Patriots? It was a Bill's Jets game. He wears Patriots hat. Oh, really? Dan kept for. He got into a fight with a bunch of guys. Oh, yeah, I did hear that one. He started hitting him when he was peeing. Yeah. There, yeah. Dan, for the when we were in college, he kept trying to pull up this one video, but they, I guess it got pulled down or something. There was this, uh, it was like Bills Jets, same type of thing, and the guy was wearing a Patriots jersey, and there's this this tall yeah. black guy. He's just like, "Ladies and gentlemen, we are at a game for the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> and this fool is wearing a Patriots jersey." Now I ask you, why would you wear a Patriots jersey to a <laughs> Buffalo? Bills game where they're not even playing. He's just going off and like because Dan Dan recited oh, it for it. me like twenty times. I know exactly how it goes, but I wish I could have seen it live. It would have been hilarious. But wasn't there a game? I did go to a Jays game once against like the Red Sox. This might have been the game you and me went to. We had our Jays gear on and Parker got his tickets right in the middle of like Red Sox Nation. We're like, oh fuck this, right? I remember that because we were we were we had just traded Terry Adams to the Red Sox. And he was awful for us. And we were like, ah, ah, you laughing now, Red Sox. Watch Terry Adams go 10 runs. He gives up like four. And we get back in the game. We're like, ah, we told you. And then we, we still lost. 
But um, I remember there was someone wearing Yankees gear, and all the Red Sox fans started booing him. And we started booing him, saying, "See, we all hate the Yankees." <laughs> but now it's funny. Now I think I hate the Red Sox more than I hate the Yankees. I actually have no real problem with the Yankees anymore. See, the- even though I think that the judge, even you think that some of the publicity around oh, Judge 100%. was overhyped. Um, oh, big time. If he beat Bonds' record, I'd be excited. It's, it's the American yeah. League record. Come on. But the thing um, is, there's been people who were like, uh, oh, because of all the steroids, he owns the true record and all this stuff. Oh, you know what? It was Roger Maris's son who said that. And I think that, you know what? There's no river long enough that doesn't have a bend. Who's to say that Aaron Judge is going to be a saint his whole yeah. life? I hope he is. He's a hell of an athlete. Seems like a sweet you know what guy. I mean? He seems like uh, he seems okay. Um, doesn't seem perfect. I haven't heard. Um, I haven't heard him he do is. anything. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't want to get into politics here, but apparently the Yankees had to sit him down and go. We don't want to have to, you know, trade you. We really don't, but we've got a fuckload of games in Toronto this year, and you won't get your fucking uh, vaccine. Well, I mean, and they really had to break that over his head, but and then he got it. So. See, that's different. That's Toronto. just a personal choice that you know people should be allowed to make. I don't want to no. get into politics, but he also plays for a team, and he's the team leader. And if he can't play all those games in Toronto, you're letting sure. your team down. But I'm saying, and, and they could. They we didn't know how long those border restrictions were going to sure. go. But you know what, what I mean? Like they could have, they could have gone forever. And if he can't play in the playoffs, but what, I, what I'm saying is, you know, that's something that's a little bit different than you know, you get some of these people who are very shady, like a Lenny Dykstra type, or like some of these people. That's what I. Well, I okay, that's, that's I what point. I say. I he seems there. like a okay, sweet guy. This, that's completely and, different. And he, and he did end up getting it, and he was able to play in Canada, so he didn't let the team down. So this was a big. You know, ifs and nuts or candy and nuts, we'd all go Merry Christmas sort of thing. Um, but anyway, I'm just um, saying. Yeah. He might not be perfect. There's lots of pictures of him wearing a Red Sox shirt when he was a kid. He grew up he's a Red Sox fan. He's from, like, California. You and, could have been, like, an A's or a Giants fan. Yeah, I know. He grew up – yeah, but he grew up – he, he grew so up a Red Sox fan. Um, And uh, what's it called? There's still a lot of thoughts that he might – now, he wore a shirt, T-shirt in Toronto that said New York or nothing. So I think he'll resign, but who knows? I mean, I <coughs> he might I go to Fenway. I agree with you that New York is slightly less annoying these days because yes, they still have a lot of high-priced talent, but for the most part, they're building it up properly with a lot of youth. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I can never, I will never wear Yankees crap. I will never wear Red Sox fan crap, and I don't care what team it is. I will never root. Like if the, the Jays could be out in April, and we have no shot in hell of making it, I yeah. will not root for the Red Sox or Yankees. Instead, I don't care what team it is. It could be the most annoying team out there, the biggest like Trump supporting. One I rooted. I I did watch. Uh, well, though at the end of the year, I I I did this year. So you see again, no river is long enough that doesn't have a bend. I did cheer for the Red Sox. I called them bums. <laughs> But I did cheer for them at the end of the year when they were playing Baltimore because I wanted to make sure we had a playoff spot. I wanted Baltimore okay, to be well, gone. That's a little so bit I was cheering for the Red Sox. In the sense of like, we wanted more positioning and this and that. But like, in a, in a, an important game, I will never root for the Red Sox in a division. Yeah. And the Rays. I hate the Rays. I just find the Rays 
I, I know the Alex stuff, but I, I fuck the race. I find this race so boring to watch. There's something about it. I just like it's just nothing. <sighs> They're annoying. <laughs> They're very annoying. Okay, they they play in a shithole. They have no yeah. fan support. They people say they might if they actually moved into the metropolitan Tampa Bay area, they probably would get a lot more fans because apparently it's a dog of a drive really? up to that ballpark. Um, but also putting teams in Florida. Tampa Bay was a designated Yankee zone for years and years and years. It's just like how like Arizona, Phoenix was a Cubs right. zone for years and years and years. There's only two Harry Carries, one's in Chicago, one's in Phoenix. Because that was the winter home of the Chicago Cubs and the winter home of the New York Yankees was Tampa Bay. So, to this day when they play the Yankees, it is they get a big crowd, but it's like 70-30 Yankee fans. But I mean, you get a decent yeah. crowd anyway. when the Jays come down because you know you get a lot of snowbirds, you get people who vacation homes, people that just travel, people like going down to Florida. And our fans, for the last, I want to say ten years, maybe fifteen years, have started to travel yeah. really, really well, like better than they did in ninety two, ninety three. Like they'll have games. In California against the Angels, where you'll see a ton of well, I went Jays to fans. Pittsburgh on Labor Day weekend. That was a that was like a home game. Wasn't yeah. that like 80-20? Yeah, Jays fans. Well, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh drive. Cleveland, Detroit. Um, all those yeah. cities: New York, Boston, Baltimore. Even yeah. Baltimore gets a ton of Jays fans. They travel well, but you'll see weird cities like Kansas City will get a ton of Jays fans. Texas is getting Jays. Remember when now. we went to Cleveland and watched the Jays play in the? It was weird because the first time we went, it was such a love fest for us and the other Jays fans that were there, and Cleveland fans seemed okay. Then the next time we went, the Cleveland fans had a chip on their shoulder, and they were <laughs> sick of us. Well. And it was only like two, three-year difference, but they were really mad that well, we were Well, Jays fans uh, become yeah. very drunk and unruly, and you get the sometimes the we have the wrong fans that kind of show their support. And get, like, you remember we went to that home opener and we lost, yeah. and like there's two Jays fans fighting each other, and you're like, same team, same team. I saw you the same team. I felt bad because I remember we had that home opener against. It was the same trip. Because we went to see the season opener in Cleveland, and then we went to the home opener against the Red Sox, and the Red Sox came back in like the yeah. top of the ninth to beat us. And there's a guy in front of me. He got up, and I was like, "Oh, what are you doing? You leaving? You staying on the last pitch, man?" I was like, "I'm just going to the bathroom." And he came back. I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm sorry." He's like, "It's okay, man. I understand." He's like, "A lot of people." Are I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Glad you're not one of them." He's like, "It's okay." Yeah. And then do you remember that one time we were? I don't know if you were dry. I was dry. I think it was the same thing. I think this is when I ate all that pizza at Brandon's. Um, and then we got on the train. And I was like, oh, shit, are we on the wrong train? And it was a group of like six Jays fans. And they were all kind of fucking with us. But there's one Red Sox fan. And he was like, they were like, no, this is the yeah, this is the wrong train. He's like, no, this is the right train. You guys stay here. And I was like, oh, look at you. Bandwagon fan? Red Sox fan? And he's like. I was the one who told you this is the right train. They all want to send you to Midland. <laughs> Do you remember but, that? Yeah, the one time where we went to Cleveland to watch the Jays play, uh, there was this is uh, around the time that Rob Ford was in the crack scandal. 
And they're like, it was, it was a couple of years after okay, or something yeah. like that. They're like, yeah, man, yeah. it smokes crack. And you're like, he sure does. And then there's yeah, the one guy, does, they're yeah. all chirping us about curling. And then wasn't there the one Cleveland fan who's like, I kind of like curling. No, I said that. I'm like, have you ever curled before? He's like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm like, yes, yeah, they go. But uh, by the <laughs> <laughs> they were okay. Yeah. They were okay. Those guys. There was other guys who were a lot more. There was a guy who tried to fight me when I was going to the bathroom. You know about that, right? Now I'm hammered. It was my birthday weekend. I got so drunk, and we start drinking super early. This is bad buzz, as Tom would say. And I'm on the way to the bathroom, and this guy goes up to me. He goes, "Canada sucks." Not even Jay's suck. Canada sucks. So I said, "Why don't you come here and say that?" And he's like, "Canada sucks." And this other Cleveland fan goes, "Hey man, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. Right." I t- turned around and ran off. I'm like, yeah, man, look. Rag on the Jays, don't rag on candy. So it's all right, man. It's all right. Um, the that was it. And then Sergio Santos came and I started running down the stairs. Hey, Sergio, it's getting kind of hot in here. I'll never forget because by the Sunday game, uh, this, for some reason, I was sitting behind you guys. We were all kind of sitting in like different seats because it was like more sporadic. And I'm sitting behind yeah. you guys. Yeah. We were in the bleachers too. Like it was kind of I'm sitting next to this couple from Akron. And uh, we were talking for a bit, and they're like, yo, you guys think you guys get it bad? Just wait till Detroit comes to town. We're, like, making fun of them for being poor and bankrupt and, like, <laughs> being a shithole. And I was like, oh, It's like, at least Toronto's a nicer city. I love when, well, when we were there. Yeah, it's funny is that even though, like, and they mentioned this in the documentary, how, like, there was a good, you know, Cleveland's always been right. the Browns first, even in their bad years. But when... Uh, the Indians got really good. Ninety-five, it became there was a good twenty-year stretch with baseball first, um, and this was kind of they're kind of getting. I think there are more Cavaliers right. at this point, right? But it just so it shows you how that football rivalry doesn't die. Uh, I was up with Paul. We were getting beer, and Paul asked for a Pabst, and the lady behind the 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 uh, counter, she goes, "You made soda," and she goes, "He goes, no Pabst, like Pabst Blue Ribbon," and he's like. Oh, I'm sorry. She goes, I thought you're some dirty Pittsburgher. And I was like, it, and we we're like, what? And they're like, oh, there's Pittsburghers. They call it pop. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, there's just Paps. We're not from Pittsburgh. She goes, oh, she goes, I don't care that you're rooting against Cleveland as long as you're not well, from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to, uh, when we went to Pittsburgh the first time, uh, we took a tour of Heinz yeah. Field. And they showed the, the yeah. visitor's locker room. You're playing this. The, the tour guide is like, you think this is bad? Wait till Cleveland comes to town. They get like bad stools and cold water. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there's a good. Um, this is actually on Netflix. There's a good documentary. It's about this hockey team in New York. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they're called the Trashers. I don't know if you remember this. And it was this mobster who bought the team and let his 18 year old son run the team. This minor oh, I've league heard about this documentary. Team. It's really good. It's it's a lot of fun. And of course, those guys like lived like kings. Like they were right. it was all mob money. So they were going out to steakhouses every night. They lived in tiny mansions. Like it was great. And they interviewed like the equipment manager. It's funny because he's in like some cigar lounge. He's got a giant stogie. He's like <laughs> right. And like, is it true that um you turned off all of the hot water <laughs> for the visiting teams and like sanded their benches down so they get splinters? And he's like he had a cigar going. He's like, no comment. <laughs> like, such a villain. So here, I'll leave, I'll leave the one. I mean, 
I still gotta have. I think we have a few stories that. I got. Uh, what were you gonna say? Yeah. Okay. I'm still drinking a beer. We can um. Go well, I got. It. I was gonna add. I was, uh, so I got. Damn it, I was damn gonna it. say. <laughs> I wanted to see. So I was gonna say earlier. You're clearly rooting yeah. for Philly for the rest of the playoffs. I'm probably gonna be pulling for San Diego because now they beat the Mets. I've always kind of liked the Padres. I'd like to see the Padres do well. They've never won the World Series before. But I do get that point where if you cheer for Seattle, the only team in baseball who's never gone to the World Series, and they beat Houston, there's kind of no shame right. in losing to the best. Where do you sit on how we should feel about Seattle? Um, I mean, Houston just won it a couple of years ago. Um, obviously, fuck the Yankees. Um, so... Yeah. Who else is left? Houston, Seattle, right. so, uh, New York, and Cleveland. I mean, I think for the AL, I'm pulling for Cleveland. Um, then Seattle. Yeah, well, Cleveland's got good they pitching. They got hot they at give, the right uh, time. They New really York turned it up the, the last month. Um, they, they did, yeah. And that, that starting pitch, and someone at work said, oh, maybe we should fall back and let Tampa beat us so we can play Cleveland. Yeah. I said, you don't want to play Cleveland. Cleveland's got great pitching. Like we, we didn't play well against Cleveland this year. Like Cleveland so is great I think pitching. I'd be okay with a Cleveland Philly World Series if Cleveland can't or if, uh, if Atlanta gets bounces Philly. I wouldn't mind Sandeep. Um, so I'm I'm not as spiteful as I used to be. Like if uh, if if San Diego ended up knocking out the Phillies, I'm not gonna be like fuck San Diego. I'll be like, well, they they deserved it. Plus, they've spent so many years in yeah. the basement I'm, of the West. That's going to be a good series, yeah. San Diego and L.A. I think that's going to be really good. And, yeah, I'm pulling for San Diego because um, I had the Cardinals in the National League. Your bracket already would have been I thought busted. that whole – I thought it was going to be – I thought it was going to be – oh, like already it is because I had the, at the beginning of the year, right. I do that predictions thing. And I predicted Jays over Cardinals wow. in six at the beginning of the year. And uh, both out. <laughs> I mean, two. the fact that both teams actually um, got there is a good pick in itself. The fact that you got. Yeah. And, and the Cardinals had to play a tough, uh, compete with a tough Brewer team the whole year. I think that I, I, as much as, you know, I find your Phillies to be somewhat endearing. <laughs> uh, um, I think they're going to lose. To, I, you know, I don't want an Atlanta, LA, NLCS. Again. Oh, I know. That'd be Boar Snower. It'll be Borsnor, exactly. And New York and Houston, I don't want that again. Yeah. Um, so, like, really, if it, if it comes down at the Final Four in New York, Houston, and L.A. and Atlanta, I might go ahead and root for the Yankees. Ugh. Seriously, everyone else has won the World Series recently. Hey, I'm okay with a uh, – with- a 50-year Yankees drought. I want to see that happen. I would love to see that happen, too. You know what I mean? You just I do like the fact that... But I like parody. Yeah. You know? Like, let's I say... I want... I would like to see one of those four crumble in the LDS. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm 36 right now. Let's say I live another yeah. 50 years. Let's say I live to be 86. And if I don't see, if I see the Yankees never win the World Series again, I could die happy, man. <laughs> Spite. That was actually that was a wonderful thing. Getting back to that point, getting point 
to the point about those 30 for 30s, knowing that Tim Russert died oh, in his I like, know. 50s, and he never got to see Buffalo yeah. go back. That's really sad. I remember when he died, too. I was really surprised because he was on TV all the time. He died. I don't know if you know this. He died in, like, a voiceover booth. What? He was on vacation with his family in, like, Madrid or something like that. He left early because he wanted to go get his show ready, right? He wanted to do some early prep. Right. So he left the family there, came back to New York, and... They even have, like, you read about it on Wikipedia, his last words were like, how's it going, man? Or something like that. Or looking <laughs> good, bud. Or something like that. Somebody passed in the hallway. He was taking a script into the re- the announcer, like the recording booth to record a voiceover. And he had his heart attack. Wow. And because you're in the soundproof booth, I guess people were like, where's Tim? Where's Tim? Oh, and geez. They, they couldn't get to him. No. And it was a massive heart attack. And he was a bigger guy. Yeah. He was older. He was told by his doctor that, you know, you got to watch your heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, it's really sad. And just seeing that, and he does a little prayer, and he did this, and he did that. He always believed that Buffalo would. Yeah. The Bills would win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And yeah, that for anyone who hasn't seen the Four Falls of Buffalo should see it. It is, it is funny. It is sad. It is heartbreaking. It is like, and I was also shocked to learn that Marv Levy's alive. I know oh, he had passed away. He's, he's ninety. Yeah. he's alive. He's doing great. Um, I'll, you want to talk about you know fans getting their friggin' hearts ripped out? The last year's Buffalo KC. My God, I was rooting for Buffalo, and because I didn't want KC back in it or like moving ahead, yeah. and just like you know Josh Allen, because the year before that they were in like a conference game. Maybe it was the divisional. I can't remember, but like, anytime there was pressure, you could see the lights going out in his eyes. He's like, "I don't know what to do," and he kept getting hit. He kept throwing bad passes. Fast forward a year, he matured so much to the point where, like, excuse me, pressure did not phase that kid. And like, you want me to score? I will score. And he would just like he answered the call, and he just answered it too quickly, I- and <laughs> freaking Casey scored. That's football, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> You could do the most amazing thing if the other guys got time left on the clock. Yeah, especially someone like Mahomes or, exactly. or Brady, that exactly. fucking bitch. Yeah, Mahomes did shit against Brady, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. This year, we'll see what happens. Yeah. No one knows. Maybe they got to take the title down Brad Street. Again. Eagles are still undefeated. Yeah. Eagles yeah. just won it a couple of years ago. I know, I know. But uh, I don't know. Ah, Packers lost it. See, just to show you how much uh, I'm not always so full of spite, uh, even though they're a direct rival, uh, I was rooting for Philly in that Super Bowl. Uh, obviously. Well, so was I. No one wanted to see Brady win another I one. know. But it's it's the- my, my brother had this. When the Yankees were playing the Marlins in 03, he said this to one of his teachers. He had a teacher who said that she was rooting for the Yankees. And Alex said to her, did you root for the Nazis in World War II? <laughs> Jesus. Come on. <laughs> I mean, they are called the Evil Empire. They are called the Evil Empire. Um, exactly. And we, we got to remember how amped up that Yankee 8 was in the early aughts. Oh, yeah. we hated them. We hated, we hated, we hated them. So while I finish my beer, anyway. I'll, leave, uh, I'll yeah. leave with one final 
Speaking of New York class classlessness at its finest. So uh me and other Brian, Pooley, went down to New York for oh. a Leafs uh Rangers game. And the Leafs were not the greatest that year. That was during the Kessel Fanuf years, but uh I they were def I think it was the year before they made that playoff run where they had the huge collapse against Boston where they went up like four nothing and then just went Yeah. Um I think it was the season before that. And they ended up blowing the Rangers out like five one, something crazy. Like it was a great game for us. <laughs> so <laughs> there was a, like a, a couple of friends. You know how the the rule of thumb is uh when the play it doesn't matter if you're high up or where you are if with the plays going you know you wait till the whistle um partly out of safety partly out of respect for everyone else but there was a couple they looked to be a couple of friends i think they were kind of like latino portuguese kind of spanish something like that so hockey not to sound like presumptuous but like hockey was probably not their first sport it was probably one of the first games maybe a friend got tickets or something so they were going and there was this guy who looked like, remember Entourage, their crazy friend Dom, the bald guy? Yeah, he kind of looked yeah, like that guy, yeah. which is almost like every New Yorker, but uh, yeah. he looked like that guy. And he's like, I'm here. They're like a section over to my right. This guy's a section over to my left. He's not like, they're not even in his direct sight lines, but because they're inconveniencing other people. This guy feels entitled to pipe up on the, everyone else's behalf. So he's like, hey, sit down. Hey, what are you doing? And he's like getting all like bent on his shape. I'm just like, what the fuck? So anyway. Well, you may not remember this. We went to a Jays game, and they were actually playing the Mariners. This is when the, the game you yelled at Griffey. They looked at you. Yeah, <laughs> Griffey. Remember that stupid trot? Run like a man. And he looked at you. You're like, yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> So we're there with your old man, and there's like two metalheads in the front row, and they're not wearing Jay's gear. Like they're wearing like heavy metal shirts and shit like that. And then one girl like stood up, like she was looking at someone, and she was just like st- standing up for the longest time. And your old man pulled up Johnny Drama and went, Sit down! <laughs> she sat down. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, I remember I felt bad too because there was these like kids I was chatting with there beside us, and there was like the whole family were Mets fans, but they're at the game rooting for Seattle because the one like youngest son was a Mariners fan because of Griffey. Okay, and I was doing fine with these this family. I was talking to them, everything's fine, and then we lost, and it was our seventh loss in the row. The kid goes, "Hey, seven in a row," and I went, "Shut up!" (laughs) It was the last thing I said to the family. Told him to shut up. Was bad. Did you ever? <laughs> did you ever hear Artie Lang's story about when the Phillies played the uh, Blue Jays? No, it was the Yankees. Right, Yankees. But there was like he said there was yeah. Like, hey, Blue Jay kid. Yeah, I, I fucked your sister. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he turns around being a shit. He's like, hey, Blue Jay boy, I fucked your sister or your mom or something like that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. hey, Blue Jay kid. <laughs> uh. Well, talking about angry. Excuse me, Rangers fans. Did you see the video of that guy knocking? I think it was a Capitals fan. No. Just cold cocking him and knocking him out. No. Okay, so I think who beat the Rangers last year? I want to say it was the Capitals. Uh, 
I don't remember. I don't remember what team Sky was rooting for. I feel like it was the Capitals. I don't know. So they're leaving. The game's over. I think Washington won. But the guy's getting shit. Like, he's the only visiting fan in this area. So he's just kind of, like, got his head down. He's got his hands up. Bring it on. Bring it on. And oh some so Ranger fan, like, just walked up to the guy when he had his head down, uppercutted him, knocked him out, cold cocked him. The guy flopped down as, like a fish. The people are, like, on the camera, like, oh, he's dead. He's dead. It was scary. I thought the guy was dead, too. Um, apparently on his way out, he knocked out another fan who tried to stop him and then like hit a cop too. And he's in jail now. Oh, it's Tampa Bay. Like multiple assaults. Tampa Bay. So the guy was a Tampa Bay lightning fan and he was just, uh, they were chirping him and he was just doing what you were doing. Like, okay, that's fine. Bring on the chirps. Right. And this guy knocked them out and it was horrible. You should see the video. Jesus. If you ever want to laugh at New York fans, I actually, and you know, he's the, I know you're not a big fan of his, but he's the voice of the New York Yankees, Michael Kay. Michael Kay has the one of the best sports call-in shows in all of sports. And his co-host is this guy. He's actually a Mets fan. His name's Don LaGreco. And I've never seen so many stupid callers of this guy LaGreco. He gets emotional about the callers. But it's from an actual place that he can't take it anymore. It's not like, you know, Sid Sixero doing his fake rants, which used to piss me off a little yeah. bit. He had one good rant, and then he'd go, oh, I'm going to be the rant guy. No, LaGreco, it comes from a place of anger. Yeah. It's actually really, really good. And just the stupidity of these people. There's one, this would have been back in uh, 17, when the Yankees lost to the Astros. And Gary Sanchez, I guess, came up in the first inning. Bases loaded, and he struck out, and it ended a little Yankee rally. So this guy calls it. He's like, first he says to Michael K, Michael, Michael, it's guilt. Don't hang up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he goes, it sounds like a Harvey Firestein. Yeah, he's talking like this. Like this whole thing could have been avoided if Aaron Boone had had the presence of mind. The pinch hit for Gary Sanchez in the first inning. And the Don LaGreco, he's like in a suit. He's at the Rangers-Capitals game because he does pregame for the Rangers. He's like, get off the phone! Get off the phone! <laughs> and he's like, you're not going to chip for your catcher in the first inning? And then avoid a catcher for the rest of the game? Austin Romine's going to hit a grand slam? Why? He's over the history of the postseason. And then he's sitting there with his head down like this. And Michael's like, I think Don passed away. <laughs> he's like, it's just too much. It's too much. <laughs> he had one fan call in. The guy was mad because he had predicted the Mets were going to win the wild card this one year. And they just had a bad season. He's like, you predicted the Mets were going to win the wild card. You jinxed us. You jinxed us. And he's screaming at him. And he goes, do me a favor. He's like, tonight for the Ranger game. Say the Rangers are going to lose. So they'll win. He's like, I'm not gonna do that. He's like, it's just insane. Oh man. Oh, you gotta check this out. You gotta check, just write Don LaGreco angry into YouTube, <laughs> and you're gonna have hours of fun. Um, hours of fun. So yeah. Um. So the like I was saying, uh, the Leafs. 
dusted New York five one. Uh, we're we're like literally in the last row of the whole friggin' building, so we're like I'm not in any rush. Neil Hamburger, <laughs> Madonna. Neil Hamburger walks out that door. <laughs> I watched one of his bits and I'm just like, who is this fucking and then gradually just got more and more funny just because watching him just keep fumbling. So so Pooley decides he I'm wearing my leaf jacket. Pooley's wearing a leaf sweater with uh one of those stereotypical stupid flopsy Canadian hats with the big ear flaps. I'm like, you look yeah, like lumberjack hat. You look like some like a yeah, you look like you should be in fucking Bob and Doug and Brian. Um, so bitter, bitter Ranger fans are leaving, and again, <laughs> Pooley got called the F word. He's like, "Nice hat, F word," and he's just like, uh, "Can you stand up?" So nobody... I another word. Guys. He's like, "Can you stand up so people don't mess with me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> so I stood up, and people are like, "Oh shit!" So uh, we're leaving. And uh, even one guy even says, he's like, oh, I'm not going to say anything to you, big guy. And it's like, like that's right. So we get out there. <laughs> and there's already a, a rowdy down about to happen between four uh, Ranger fans and four Leaf fans. So I go and buy, there's a hot dog stand. And I spend a buck. And I get this giant-ass pretzel. So I'm, uh, I'm mowing on this pretzel. And I just like I'm kind of flipping my head back and forth like a ping pong match. He's like, he's like, Leafs suck, Rangers suck, America sucks, Canada sucks. And I'm just leaving. I'm like, Jeez. I'm like, this is going nowhere. So I just leave, or Pool and I leave. I'm like, kick his ass, Steve ass. Everyone starts laughing. Um, but so yeah, it's just like it doesn't matter where we go. Everyone has to bring up the country card. <laughs> We got along with those uh, Cleveland guys the first time we went down. We went to their room and drank with them. <laughs> that was yeah. fun. Those guys. They were, um, what's it called? I was a big fan of the one guy we were with, uh, Ryan. I don't know if you remember this. Was he the one with the Florida State tattoo? I can't remember. He was like the cool guy. He was like group. skinny, right? There's him. There's, there's the big fat guy, Josh. He was yeah. the guy. But they had that other guy who was like cheering for the he, he was like cheering for the Jays because he was like a Yankee fan. He hated no. Cleveland. <laughs> and they were like, this guy. Um, so he comes over to me while we're drinking and he said the N-word to me. I don't know if you remember no. this. So he comes up to me, you guys are boozing and stuff like that, right? I think I've already got my shirt off because <laughs> me and that Josh guy had our shirts off and we're waving them in the air. Um and he comes over to me, he goes, I hope Canada's better than the US. He goes, I bet you Canada's better than the U.S. I'm like, hey, I love Canada, right? Think it's going to be a compliment. He goes, yeah, you guys don't have a blank president. Oh, jeez. And I was like, what the fuck? So this Ryan guy took him aside, and Paul told me. He, like, read him the Ryan Oh, wow. But he was like, it wasn't so much that he said the N-word, but it was like, you're embarrassing us because they already think that we're all racist. And now you're saying this word, so they're going to think we're racist. He goes, they don't say that in Canada. I'm like, uh, you don't know some <laughs> some racism up here. There's just racism ever. Well, it's but um, yeah, I was I was like, I, I Paul told me that after the fact. I'm like, this guy's cool as shit. Well, like, yeah, it just because probably because it's embedded with the history and everything. They're just a lot more laxed on saying the word. Like, again, Dan's mm. dad's friend from Cleveland. We were talking about LeBron the first time he left. I'm like, hey, John, what's your uh, thoughts on LeBron leaving? He's like, you know what? 
let the n-word go and me and dan kind of looked at each other he's like but he didn't even like mean it with like malice this he was just almost like a filler word for anything else he could have been like let that son of a bitch or that rich bat you know so anything he could have said he just said it like it just like like it was nothing like a throwaway word and even dan and i i was like dan are you a little comfortable he's like yeah he's a little more casual than he should be (laughs) um that's suddenly when, the, when everything gets uncomfortable. You know, Burr, ever see Burr's bit about American sports no, fans? Well, he probably has a he's million like, of them. You ever, had a, if you, you ever had a bar and he said next to some guy and he does this? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see that. And I looks over his shoulder. He goes, you know, something racist is coming. <laughs> so here's, here's something for you. We can close on this. This is just conspiracy and ridiculousness. But if one of my friends sent me this. is, And he didn't even make this up. This is just from the... the I don't know, Reddit or something. So it says only three major teams or times in Major League Baseball postseason history has a team come back from more than seven runs. And it ha- each each year it happened to coincide with a market crash. So 1929, Philadelphia Athletics. 2008, Boston Red Sox. 2022, Seattle Mariners. So alleg- allegedly, look out for a stock market crash later this year. All right. Well, there you go. You heard it first. Uh, sell, sell, sell. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah. that was fun. Anyhow, we'll do probably some kind of musical thing at some point. I don't know when. I'm gonna. I, but, uh, you like just hearing us talk. And I get very New York when I do sports. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But anyhow, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, Nothing uh, says, I'm thankful. Like, I don't have to have my heart ripped out 70 more times. Brian, Brian, it's only 172 days until opening day. <laughs> only 172. This postseason hasn't even ended. You're already counting down to next year. I saw some, some Jays. They can post that today. Only 172 days till opening day. Well, you know what? Next year, you know what? Now they got something to yeah. avenge. You know, it's going to light a fire under them. You know, it's well, you're going to be. You know, it's funny. Like uh, as much as I love, especially too, which I love too, was like everyone said that Bo Bichette had a horrible year this year. You know, he led the American League in hits. Really? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, a terrible year. He led the American League in hits. I love the Leafs, but Uh I want to savor this football season because every year after the Super Bowl, I get all sad because I'm like, it's February, it's cold, it's dark, it sucks, and like literally all I have is Leaf games and the Raptors, and I barely even watch the Raptors. February, it might be 28 days, (laughs) but it's the longest month. Because at least... February's at least rough. in March, you know, there's the, the the vague rumblings of preseason baseball, pre- the uh, spring yeah. training starting, and blah blah blah. And, um, it's like, oh, it's only one more month to opening day, kind of thing. And but yeah, February, I'm just like, <sighs> fuck that. So I just I just gotta yeah, save. You still got you still got leads you still got leads yeah. Raptors. They can get you through it. I'm going to try to watch more Leaf games this year and actually be a legit Leaf fan. I will. We'll see. My co-host is a big Leaf fan. That might help. So he, uh, I told him I'm a new Leaf fan. Like I, so I never forget. He's going to kind of be my guide. I'll never season. forget. I remember one time you 
came and picked me up for school. <laughs> I know it's, oh, this is a different. Like, story. well, okay. not picked me up, but you were walking and like knocked on the door, and then we started walking to school. I'm like, oh man, you see that Leaf game last night? And you're like, hell, do you think? I was like, all right. And so it's like <laughs> my my Leaf fandom really got closeted in high school and college because no, I didn't really know many other Leaf. Fa- well, college is a bit different, but high school, none of you guys I like the did Leafs. Did not grow up. I didn't grow up a hockey yeah. fan. Do you, do you remember, when me and Ted were in middle school, I'd always sleep over at his house. And Saturday nights, we'd go swimming at the local pool, watch a movie or something. But or the eight is, was it seven o'clock to like nine o'clock or eight o'clock to ten eight o'clock? o'clock? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. I wanted to watch the Leafs. They were in the second period, and he's like, what "The hell are you doing? This ain't a Leafs house. This is a uh, what is it?" We watch Tops. Tops yeah, this America's is America's Most Wanted House. Uh, every weekend, we the whole and not always the whole family, but I would watch Cops in America's Most Wanted. My sister, I found out, really like Cops in America's Most Wanted. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just what, what was we the did. story you were thinking? You know, of? We liked those crime shows. Oh, okay. that was the one. Yeah, so yeah, we got a uh, still got a tons of football left, basketball and hockey around the Ooh, corner, nice. so. Uh, a lot of sports. Everything's every. You know what? The World Series. Jays won't be in it, but it's yeah. okay. It's going to yeah. be fun. And next year they got something to fight for. So as a Jays fan, you know what? It was tough. We got to take it under the chin. We got to hear from a bunch of American sports fans now that we had this big collapse. <sighs> I'm going to need a fucking Leno chin to take it. I got one of those. I'm going to take it. <laughs> All right. So All right. that's the end of this episode, and uh, we'll do something musical based next time. Sorry, Brent. I know you hate sports. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. 